the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. And good Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to True North. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. Thanks for joining us. It is Saturday. August 19th. It is summer again. So get out there and enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Uh, In the meantime, uh, let me give you a couple of quick updates. Um, We are launching the Business Digest here in September. So if you're looking for more information on how to communicate on an economic development level or if you're a small business owner or anything like that, we're going to create a very broad conversation between Castle Rock and Trinidad, Canyon City and Kansas, and we're going to be talking about all things business in Southeast Colorado because our macro economy is becoming more and more robust as it relates to several industry sectors that are growing in our community. Obviously, our clusters include aerospace and defense, but emerging within that is cybersecurity and a myriad of other industries, entertainment and tourism. And it's just, it's just all these things impact how we live, work and play here in Southern Colorado. So, Uh, We're going to be focusing on the venture capital discussion as well as a number of other sectors that keep us employed and allow us to enjoy our lifestyle here in Southern Colorado. So uh, if you're interested in more information, give us a call, 719-330-7448 or info at coloradomediagroup.com. And if you've missed the latest issue of North, which is our business-to-consumer publication, we have Yemi Mobilade, new mayor-elect Mebi Yemi Mobilade, uh, on the cover, great story. We do a little fact from fiction uh, from all the mudslinging back in the campaign days. But he is off and running and approaching his 90-day mark, and uh, lots going on over there. So keep up with uh, with him. Get to know him a little bit, as well as some other great stories in the publication. Uh, and those of you who listen to us on a regular basis, you, you know that we have a passion for the topic of human trafficking. Uh, and, and hopefully we're going to go pick a fight with some bad guys and tear some of this this bad stuff down a little bit just by making it a regular part of our discourse and understanding how this works. And subsequently, we're throwing a golf tournament in September over at Flying Horse. And uh, we've partnered with the amazing physicians and team over at Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group. And uh, they they have been an amazing partner. We've got a, almost a full field of golfers coming out. Uh, we've still got some open slots, and you can go uh, register if you want uh, to take a day off on September 18th. Go out to Flying Horse, get a nice breakfast, get a nice lunch, and uh, put some money in the hopper for Reclaiming Hope, uh, who helps catch these people as they're coming out of this hellish paradigm called human trafficking. So... Um, you can go to ambassadorsforhopecos.com, register there, tee up a foursome, uh, make it a day, go have some fun, get some sun, and before you know it, it's going to be October, November, those winds are going to come in, and you're not going to be able to play golf anymore, and you're going to regret not coming out to play. So don't do that, all right? Uh, 
But we're going to do a little deeper dive today in the topic I just mentioned, because uh, in the studio today, I have uh, a member of Reclaiming Hope and a member of Seesaw with me, and also a member of Ramos Law. And uh, we're going to have a kind of a, an eclectic conversation, but this, I, I want folks to better understand, not from me, but from the people that are on the front lines every day, working with these people that are coming out of this this lifestyle, uh, and I'm not sure that's what you call it, but um, I want people to better understand kind of how this works and why we're putting up such a fight with this. And I think there's going to be some surprising things you'll learn here about where this really starts. And with me in the studio is Mandy Hanley. Haney? Haney. Haney. Beg your pardon. She is the director of Survivor Care, so she is literally on the front lines. And we also have Chelsea Valerio from Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group. Good morning. Good morning. Glad you guys are both here. Thanks for having us. All right. So let's talk about this because, you know, when I brought this up to Chelsea, she's like, oh, yeah, we're in. We got to do this Mm -hmm. Uh, because she's passionate about it. But you guys live and breathe this every day and you see the front lines of this. Uh, Mandy, help us understand what what is human trafficking? Okay, And where does it start? Yeah, so human trafficking is force, fraud, or coercion of any person. That can be a man or woman, child, um, and that can be from family, which is what we see a lot in El Paso County. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a close relationship. We're also seeing the new trend is um, high school popular girls are recruiting younger middle school vulnerable girls. Um, and whether that there's a pimp involved or not, that's usually the case, and they're being threatened as well, the high school girls. Um, but that's the new trend. So the legal definition is, again? Force, fraud, or coercion. Force And for labor or sexual acts? It can be for labor or sexual acts. Okay. Um, we at Reclaiming Hope deal more with the sexual side of things. Okay. Um, but we do hear about the labor as well. Okay. And so one of the things that, you know, I met Suze about a year and a half ago, and just to see, you know, how she describes it and what you guys do, it's incredible because you're literally catching people at the most vulnerable, raw point of their journey. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so we actually have a couple different programs at um, Reclaiming Hope, uh, and one of them is our Hope Bags. So we are able to get those out to law enforcement, victims, advocates, anybody who's at first point of recovery um, in all 50 states and three territories. Um, And so those bags go out absolutely free to those organizations. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been helping with like Operation Cross Country this summer. Uh, They were able to rescue 200 people in that in just two weekends in July. Wow. So that's that's a it's it's phenomenal how much is going, you know, because I think we think that's another part of the world that that's happening in. And certainly it is, right? I mean, Ukraine right now is a garbage dump of Mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people think, oh, it's the border thing. It's, you know, it's it's that Latino population or or some other population that's a part of this. It's, it really, it's not so much. It's really not. So 80% (laughs) of children who are being trafficked are actually U.S. citizens and only 1% are actually like a kidnapping type of a situation. Right. There's a whole lot more familial going on um, and those close relationships where people are being groomed. Okay. So we take 
those gals in. We only have gals in our program right now for the mentoring piece of Reclaiming Hope um, because we haven't had men come to us, but we absolutely would help that as well. Sure. Um, so we help those gals um, just in a mentoring journey in life after they've gotten out of those situations. Right. And I know Hollywood is is taking a swing at this topic with Liam Neeson's movies taken, you know, so that's also a stigma that's been proliferated that, that it is a kidnapping scenario. But you're suggesting really only one or two percent of that is is from a kidnapping scenario. Correct. OK, but it does happen. It can. Yes. Yeah. OK. And then The Sound of Freedom mm-hmm. shows a different light on this. Uh, a better light, a more accurate light, perhaps, but it's still it's the familial thing that just blows my mind, you know. It, and how do we get there? I mean, what's going on? So there are a lot of uh, pieces in that, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, there I think there's some some mental illness personally, sure. Um, but there are some cults, there are some um, different kinds of organizations mm-hmm. um, that are in Colorado Springs specifically that. Um, are feeding into these parents um, feeling like that is either their only choice or um, that that is something that they're doing more from a, I'll say, a cult level. A cult level. And so that's where it's not necessarily just a socioeconomic demographic that's that's involved in this. I mean, this could be happening at some fairly prevalent neighborhood. Yes. Okay. And many of the people that are the demand are in the higher the, the upper echelon of our community. Isn't that sickening? Yeah. It's sickening. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, many of you know that I've talked about this. We're doing this series called Soul Sickness of America. And this this is one of the main topics because it is a form of soul sickness um, that we would have this unusual desire for, for this type of conduct. And so um, when you when you meet somebody, what does that interaction look like? Um, a survivor you're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, every person is completely different. No story is the same. Um, just really listening to what they need. Um, also not re-traumatizing them. Yeah. Um, re-exploiting them so we don't make them tell their entire story. Sure. But therapy is very important. So we have a lot of great resources in the, at the area that mm-hmm. we have connected with some good people that are part of our community mm-hmm. um, to connect these people to, to just heal in so many different ways yeah. in their life. And what do those first few hours look like? I mean, you're dealing with somebody who's probably like a battered animal. Yes. So by the time that they're coming into mentorship, they are a little further out of it, okay. but I get phone calls directly out um, or, Hey, we have someone that's being transported from where, they were um, mm-hmm. found sure. and rescued. Um, and so what kinds of resources can you give us? So that tends to be a little bit more of a case management kind of a piece where we're helping them find resources here. And then once they feel a little bit better in their soul, yeah. um, then we are matching them with a mentor. Right. And there's so much effort focused around the collection and, and restoration of these people. Um, but I was in a conversation with somebody the other day that says, can we start working on cutting off the demand for this product? Absolutely. Okay. Any insights or wisdom into that discussion? So actually, um, in one 24 hour period, CSBD's task force counted over 800 ads online for sexual services. That's just here. 
Colorado Springs Police Department. Right. 800. Mm-hmm. In a 24-hour period. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Right. Yeah. So it really starts with the demand. If we do not have the demand, there is no reason for yeah. you know, the product. Any of this. Um, yeah. And if people are out there searching for something online, then the pimps are going and looking for those kinds of people to target. And it may take a while to groom and whatever. But yeah. Um, and yeah. And they're mostly kids that have found their ways out, out of their home. It can be. On the streets. It can also be adults. Oh, geez. Who's, yeah. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. I'm sitting here with Mandy Haney. Sorry, I got a D in there for some reason. Mandy Haney, and she is the director of Survivor Care. And you're getting just a little taste, folks. And I know this is an abrupt topic, but stick with us because we need to work through this as a culture, as a community, uh, so that we can have an honest discussion about it and see if we can get healing both from the user end as well as those who are on the victim side of it. Back in a minute. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back uh, with True North here, and um, your host, Dirk Hobbs. And this program is brought to you by uh, our very good friends over at Reynolds Law. And, uh, this, this is a very unusual law firm, personal injury law firm. And we specifically uh, became partners with them for the reasons you're going to learn a li- little later in the program. Uh, but I also want to introduce Alicia Oaks. She's the JD and the managing partner here at uh, Ramos Law here t- in town. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Great um, to be here. Glad, glad you're here. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about your world in just a minute, but I want to kind of put a, a bow on the discussion. I mean, we could talk about this for days, right? Um, but I want to get back to Mandy uh, Haney and Chelsea Valerio, who are helping us put on this tournament in September, September 18th at Flying Horse. Uh, this is the Ambassadors for Hope uh, Colorado Springs golf tournament. And um, I in- strongly encourage you to come out here because as you're listening to Mandy unpack this, hopefully it's making you a little uncomfortable. And that's that's okay uh, to be a little uncomfortable because this is not a normal discussion thread for most of our lives. But for many people, it is a reality that was forced upon them. And uh, they are now trying to figure a way to get out of it and find a normal semblance of life. Mandy, uh, glad you're here. And thanks for helping us unpack this a little bit. Uh, We were talking about, you know, the grooming components and that this is not exclusively a socioeconomic dynamic, uh, but that also, uh, you know, we've got consumers on the other end of this spectrum who are in the kind of the upper class neighborhoods. And and so this is happening. It's a prolific dynamic in our community, unfortunately, in any community. It's not just Southern Colorado. It's everywhere. And uh, a part of this is just this fueling of pornography into our lives. Um, And it really starts at the social media level. Those are kind of the gateway drugs. Absolutely. And Alicia, you and I were talking offline about how uh, in TikTok in particular, their feed streams to the Chinese population is more along the lines of math, science, you know, projects that you would expect. Very targeted. Very targeted, right? And so those kids are that's that's the bulk of their feed. 
but they're restreaming and informative and supportive. And I think here it's been shown that they're just really feeding a lot of garbage material. That's exactly that's right. That's just being consumed at yep. rates that are crazy. Unhealthy levels, yeah. right? And the girls are consuming this thinking there, there must be some normality in that. I mean, let's give them some credit. They're mm-hmm. probably a little confused when they first see it, but when they continue to see it and see it and see it, and you see well-groomed girls, well-groomed boys doing this, you're thinking, wow, that must be what the popular kids are doing. Right. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to do. Oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. Yep. Well, keep going. Yeah. I mean, help us help us understand and, and, and get a better handle on this and what we can do to identify potential scenarios that we're not quite certain what's going on there in that family or in that relationship dynamic, but it's there. Yeah, I think asking a lot of questions, especially if you're someone who has a middle schooler or a high schooler, um, knowing where they are, um, knowing who their friends are, encouraging, you know, things that you would want them to have in a friend Mm -hmm. and what might be a red flag. Um, And, you know, some of those red flags are they're starting to have money, even though they're not they don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, they're staying places longer than they thought they were going to. You don't know their friends. Um, you know, lots of different pieces that um, can be in that. But um, I would say a lot of the trick is that uh, people think that this is the only answer. And so even going that direction as well yep. um, to know that they have another option um, as a parent, be available um, let your kids talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah. and you were talking about this is happening at the K through twelve level too. I mean, the upperclassmen are grooming some of the youngers. Yes, yes. Although in our mentor program, mm-hmm. our youngest is fifteen and our oldest is sixty four. So that means that a lot of these women are not being able to cope with what has happened to them and things are happening throughout their lives that are making it difficult. And now they're just deciding, okay, I'm going to take this on and I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm yeah. going to try to find out, you know, how to cope better. And that's where the mentor comes in. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Chelsea, when you and I, st- uh, you and I met um, as, as a function of Dr. Fain introducing us yes. over at Seesaw, and um, uh, we immediately connected on this mm-hmm. conversation because I know you guys were looking for something to, to kind of put your philanthropic efforts behind as well. Yeah. What 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 else attracted you to this project, and why does Seesaw want to be a part of this? Yeah, absolutely. So it was one of those things that we've had a discussion for you know going on a year and a half now um, as far as like what more can we do for the community. So you know we're always here. We have seventeen doctors, and you know we help as much as we possibly can. Um, my doctors make it very easy for me to say that they genuinely aren't in it for the right reasons mm-hmm. here to help people, but they want to go above and beyond that too, as far as out of the office scenarios. Um, so we were like, okay, well, what's a way that we can actually bring the community together to support something that needs a light shined on it. And so when you and I met and you introduced me to Sue's, I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's game over. Like, and it was a unanimous decision across our board. Mm. Everybody was an absolute yes, mm-hmm. um, and they're full force in this. We have a lot of doctors actually coming out and playing in this tournament, and a lot of other people who we partner with in the community, um, from medical all the way, you know, to media to you sure. know all sorts of different facets of the community um, to come out because everybody. This is one of I think everybody's worst nightmares mm-hmm. kind of scenarios, and so we just want to do something about it. And you know, when with 
reclaiming hope too. I mean, whatever we can do to support, and that's why we're putting on the charity golf tournament. Well, and too. typically, I mean, funding is what you need. Absolutely. I mean, you guys just took on a new warehouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we just moved offices, and so we now have a lot more space. Um, so that's great for mm-hmm. those. We want it to be a very welcoming place mm-hmm. for mentors and mentees to be able to come in and just feel like they're at home. But we also want to be an education piece. Okay. And I've been calling them dignity bags. Um, hope what do you, bags. Ho, you call them hope bags. Okay. Well, that's what they are. It's, yes. not, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but it is to give them dignity. It is to it give is. them dignity. So what is in some of those bags? So those bags have a change of clothing, including underwear and shoes. Um, and they also have a bag of at least 16 hygiene items mm-hmm. um, to get your own toothbrush or your own deodorant is sometimes a really big deal. Um, also, they have like a journal, some, a fidget toy, um, and then a blanket, a stuffed animal. That's one of the biggest things we see is they're just holding on to their stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's it's wonderful um, yeah. that they have something for that. And the clothing is either because their clothing has been taken yeah. um, for, you know, like forensic use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also just to give them a sense of dignity in yeah. front of a police officer. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. they're often found in very revealing, compromising exactly. situations. So um, – when you when you have somebody who presents before you, I mean, they're traumatized, mm-hmm. right? Initially, uh, well, throughout the rest of their life, frankly. Yes. But in that those initial moments, I mean, they're still trying to figure out who you are and how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, describe for the audience in some detail what you're seeing: regret, shame. I mean, what's coming off of them? Fear. Uh, all of those. Um, and it could look different for different people. And some of it is just, it's really hard to trust a new person. Yeah. Um, but that's why being trauma informed is so important and not to be saying things that could be hurtful to someone. Um, so just giving a lot of grace, just being a listening ear, um, and, um, letting them know that they are loved and valued, um, no matter what. Yeah. And it just takes time and repetition of that experience to get them to a place where they're even remotely trusting you. Yes. Right? And that takes a while. It does. Yeah. So after the bags, is there other interactions that they have with Reclaiming Hope? So we put a little kind note in there Mm -hmm. um, with our our logo, Mm -hmm. but we essentially don't always know what happens to any of those people. We just want to be a light in their world. Okay. Um, But then we do get calls from separate people um, and that's who ends up being in our mentor program or Understood. case management. Yeah. Well, real quick, give us some contact information for Reclaiming Hope if they want to go direct to you. Yeah. So um, Reclaiming Hope, you can always get on our website, which is www.reclaiming-hope.org. Although if you just look up Reclaiming Hope, we will show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our phone number, um, you will uh, <laughs> you will get our um, Main number. A wonderful, yeah, office <laughs> manager, and then she can direct you to whoever um, you would need. But that mm-hmm. is 719 425 9405. 
Mandy Haney, Senior Director of Survival Care over at Reclaiming Hope. Thanks for that background. Chelsea, wrap us up and tell the folks how to get into this golf tournament because we want to raise a lot of money for these folks. Absolutely. So we built a website for the tournament um, just to make it a one-stop shop for all the information that you need as well as to register to play. So it's ambassadorsforhopecos.com. You can just go click on the top navigation that says register to play, mm-hmm. sign up, and we'll see you out there. And what if they want to sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. In that sense... Um, so there's also a sponsorship tab, um, slash donation tab on there. Um, you can click that and you'll essentially get in touch with myself or Dirk mm-hmm. and we can help you out. Well, we want to see you out there September 18th at Flying Horse. This is the Ambassadors for Hope golf tournament at Flying Horse and it's going to be a great day. I promise the weather will be wonderful. <clears throat> right, ladies? Yes. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Well, if nothing else, we're going to have a great breakfast, a great lunch, and we're going to play some golf on a great golf course, and we're going to raise some money for some people that really need help. So thank you both for being here. We certainly appreciate the work you're doing, and thank you to Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group. Absolutely. Cheers. Back in a minute. All right, we're going to check in with Kay Goodell over at the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes. You know, the Vibes are in first place right now, folks. I don't know if you know this, but your baseball team, your local baseball team, is in front of all of it for the Pioneer League. And I'm excited to welcome Kay. Hey, Kay, what's going on over there? Yeah, we've got quite a bit coming up. We come back home on Friday for some fireworks, and then Saturday's going to be our Galaxy Night. So we are doing a Toasty Galaxy bobblehead giveaway. So that one's going to probably be my favorite. Awesome. And then Sunday we wrap up wearing those Sky Socks and post-game base running. Sky Socks. It's going to be fun to see those uniforms back. Oh, yeah. It's always everyone's favorite. I think they look phenomenal. They're one of the best ones we wear this year. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you. And congratulations on a great year. And the boys have really stepped up. They're in first place, three games uh, out. And it's not that they can't lose any games, but certainly the more people in the stands, the better, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. We definitely need to show up for these boys these last few weeks just because, yeah, we got to hold on to first, and then we'll go to playoffs. We appreciate you. So how folks get a quick ticket out there and come join you? Yeah, the box office is open every day or vibesbaseball.com. We appreciate you, Casey, out at the ballpark. All right, we're back fourth quarter here with True North. You, uh, if you've been listening, uh, the first quarter, first half of the show here, you got to meet some of the great folks over at Reclaiming Hope and Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group. Uh, if you want to join that tournament, uh, Ambassadors for Hope COS dot com. It's September eighteenth at a Flying Horse. Folks, come out and play golf. Uh, it's a great day. It's uh, and that money is going directly to Reclaiming Hope. You met Mandy uh, Haney, who's director of survival care. She kind of painted a grim but realistic picture of what's happening here in southern Colorado. It is not a thing that's happening just abroad. It's happening right here in our hometown. And we can be a part of that solution. We can bring people their first steps towards dignity uh, with these hope bags. And uh, I'm so proud and so privileged to be a part of this apparatus and helping folks get those first steps underway. So hopefully they can take on uh, what is a uh, basically a normal life from there on out. For the rest of this time, I am so happy to have Alicia Oaks, uh, who's an attorney here in town. She is with the Ramos Law Group. And um, as I said in the first quarter, we we specifically partnered with this organization. I met Dr. Joe Ramos probably close to 20 years ago uh, when I was publishing medical journals. And I just, I just became very uh, friendly and enamored with this gentleman as a professional. He knew his stuff cold. He was an odd duck to begin with because he had an MD and a JD. 
I'm like, what do you do with all Who that? Does that? Who does that? <laughs> But he is, uh, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And, uh, but he is one tough attorney and he knows his stuff in the clinical observation rooms. And, um, you know, it happens to all of us. We get hurt at work. We get hurt out on the roadways. We get hurt in a lot of different places. And, you know, insurance companies are funny about this whole game. Uh, they don't like to play nice. They want to keep that money for their shareholders. Uh, and I get it. I understand it's a for-profit model. However, uh, there is patient advocacy out there. There is victim advocacy out there. And I'm really glad to have Alicia here to help us understand and navigate some of that a little bit. Alicia, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. And again, thank you personally uh, for helping underwrite our show. We get to meet amazing people. We were just talking about this. We got to meet the folks over at Reclaiming Hope. An amazing conversation. It really. is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and three, like, as you were saying, we were just talking about meeting people, three women from like just different walks. And yep. yeah, it's nice to come together. And you're spiritually connected by yeah. this yeah. topic because it affects all of us. I mean, it just makes your heart sad. Um, but in your world, I mean, you're dealing with folks who have through no fault of their own or maybe uh, through the negligence of someone else. They've, they've found themselves sideways and in pain and, and injured in, in very profound ways. So let's get to know you and your firm a little bit first. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So how did you come to know Dr. Joe? Um, I started at Ramos Law in 2020, okay. um, just before COVID. COVID, sent yeah. every That's my like mark, right? Just mm-hmm. before COVID sent us all home. And um, I had actually known of Ramos Law before. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew several attorneys that worked there. Um, I had been kind of following what they were doing through them. And um, if I'm going to be honest, also against them, sure. um, I used to work on the insurance side of things. That's right. And um, I really came to respect and like what they were doing. And an opportunity arose where they really wanted to have a full-time permanent presence here in Colorado Springs. And I was on board. Awesome. Yeah. So where did you do your uh, JD? I got my JD at a place called the Detroit College of Law, which okay. has been um, taken over by Michigan State University. MSU. So I was, yeah, I was out in Lansing. Are you a Spartan? I am a Spartan. <laughs> Is that your undergrad too? No. Okay. Um, for my undergrad, you have to go further east. I went to Providence College in a little state called Rhode Island. A little state called Rhode Island. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, so you got your degree at Detroit, and um, how did you make your way to Colorado? Um, my husband and I had family out. We were having our family we were in the Mm -hmm. detroit area working and we had always come through colorado springs yeah and we were making it a point of our trips to come through more and more and frankly it was like 20 years ago that we wanted to move out here Mm -hmm. and finally one day we were like i don't know why we're waiting and so we picked up and moved good yeah and detroit's a wonderful city but it's not the same city as it was back in its heyday no so this this is probably a serious upgrade Am I right? In many ways, yes. Detroit's okay. an amazing place, but it it was not getting back to its glory as fast as yeah. we had hoped. And uh, coming to Colorado Springs has been amazing. Yeah, it's it's an upgrade for just about anybody throughout yeah. the country to yeah. come here. I mean, <laughs> the landscape is one thing, but just the quality of life we have here. Yeah. So, so then, um, so you were on the insurance side of things, so Correct. you know all the dynamics and 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 what the agendas are there. Um, I mean, some of it's legitimate. I mean, there's a lot of people out there playing a con game, right? So you were there to protect the insurance companies. Uh, at what point did that 
just kind of shift for you? It wasn't necessarily a crisis of conscience, I can't imagine, but it was, I like what, you, like you said, I like what Ramos Law is doing. So help us through that transition from defending the insurance companies to now defending the folks that are getting hurt. So we, you, you might, or I would still be working the same type of case, maybe just from a different side. What I found really enticing and what I find enjoyable now mm-hmm. is working with people. Um, I am not suggesting that insurance adjusters and you know are not people, but of course they do this yeah. right. They mm-hmm. know their job, um, and I find real value personally um, in working with people who need my help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find it very rewarding. And Ramos Law provides us the opportunity to do that. And you guys do a great job because every month uh, we publish North. Um, Somebody from your team submits an article on some of the first steps or the questions or the, you know, the fact from fiction about this whole entire process. Um, Help us understand some of that a little bit. From your chair. So from my perspective, when I am talking with a new client about how whatever accident has occurred um, to cause them injury and the reasons why they've retained us, um, it seems very simple in their mind, I think. Mm-hmm. I was wronged, right? Like I I was hurt and it wasn't my fault. And it, in their mind, I think it seems like things should be very simple. Um, but it's kind of a you know, a puzzle of sorts to navigate. And what we do is help them through that. Okay. Um, And so a lot of that comes with some early steps um, and meeting with them initially and staying in communication with them to keep them informed of what we learn um, on the claim side of things, on the insurance side of things, but also to help them with their questions or to get them where they need to be so they can recover. I mean, they are for my purposes in the claim all combined together, but it's really important, I think, that people pursue their health, mm-hmm. right, um, and make sure they're getting their questions answered and getting to those professionals that they need to get to. Uh, yeah, because that can quickly spiral out of control as well for them. I mean, if you're in chronic pain, you find yourself using substances that aren't necessarily great for you. Yeah. They may dull the pain a little bit, um, but, I mean, they really need a almost a business plan to get themselves from this situation to the next. Yeah, and I think that's what our office really excels at. Um, I like to try and meet people where they are because um, we're all different. We all have different experiences and different levels of understanding um, and ideas about how they want to pursue things. And I just want to make sure that they're well-informed so they can actively participate in the claim side of things, in their medical side. Um, and so we provide them with those resources to make sure their questions are answered, make sure they're getting good advice and recommendation. Um, because in the end, when hopefully they've recovered and the claim is over, I, I want them to be happy and satisfied and understand how they got from A to Z. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and that's a power advocacy role that you guys play. Uh, what What is specifically your passion in this? Because as an attorney, I mean, it, it tends to be – Full of you know all those legal elements that you have to cross into, but what gives you the most satisfaction as you're working with a client? For for me personally, the most satisfaction is talking with somebody who, I, I mean, we were talking about insurance adjusters. Mm-hmm. They do this day in day right mm-hmm. day out day in day out, yeah. just like I do and um, the the staff I work with. And so we kind of know things right, and you start talking quickly, and you just understand it, and other people don't. 
Um, and so my personal satisfaction is having that person who doesn't and really getting them to a place where they feel comfortable um, making decisions on their own behalf, right? Understanding and not just accepting what I or somebody else might say, but that they, they're active participants. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that, but I, well, they I have think, to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think sometimes people aren't. Yeah. They're passive. They're very passive and mm-hmm. taking information, having questions, but not getting answers for them or not asking them. And so I really want them to feel comfortable enough to ask, have a conversation and we have a dialogue, whether that's about the legal aspects or the medical. Mm-hmm. Well, and I fully appreciate the, that uh, Dr. Joe Ramos and, and your entire team have married both uh, the medical and the legal because they're intertwined. I think and, our know, office does it very well. They're exceptionally talented in this, and uh, it's a privilege for me to be able to call out your name every week and and make uh, make this relationship happen. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we're going to come back and learn a little bit more about the process, but I'm sitting here with uh, Alicia Oaks. Uh, she's a JD and the managing partner here for Ramos Law in Colorado Springs. Yes, they are here. Uh, you see a lot of the advertising up in Denver. Uh, if you're going up to a game or, or a restaurant up there, you'll see a lot of that, but you also see it right here in Southern Colorado. And I want to make sure you folks understand the difference between this law firm and every other that's out there. Stick with us. We'll be back in a moment. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, Combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. Okay, we're going to head over to uh, Joe Aldez, who's the uh, president and CEO of the Colorado Springs Hispanic Chamber. I am a proud board member of that organization, by the way. And these guys have an amazing program coming in town called La Vida and a very special guest. Joe, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dirt. Uh, Happy to be here today. Uh, Yes, we have what we called the premier summer business social in southern Colorado, La Vida, which will premiere on August 26th at the Country Club of Colorado at the Shymount Resort. And we are happy that we will have as our VIP guest what is known as a supervillain. He is in a blockbuster franchise right now, uh, well-known, award-winning actor and social activist, Isai Morales. Wow. This is a this is an outstanding event, uh ticketed event. Our guests come in, sample cuisine of various restaurants. We have distilleries with small pours of bourbon and whiskey, several breweries, and then we have live entertainment, three great Latin inspired performances, and we're excited that we will have the King of New Mexico music a 12-time Hispano Music Award recipient, Tobias Rene, as our headliner for the event. And then we'll also announce uh, this year between performances our Excelencia Business Award recipients as well. Absolutely incredible, Joe. I mean, this is a phenomenal cultural event for the community. And, uh, you know, how cool is it to meet that level of musician and then Isai Morales coming in? I mean, if you're a Mission Impossible fan, you know who this guy is. So uh, tell us how we get tickets, Joe, and uh, where where we need to go and when. 
Sure. Uh, uh, the ticket uh, deadline's approaching very quickly. Friday, August 18th at 5 p.m., our ticket sale is closed, but you can go to cshispanicchamber.com to purchase, purchase your tickets now. Uh, we have uh, close to 600 guests uh, that will be having a great time in, on the beach at uh, the Country Club of Colorado at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. So we're very excited about uh, our third year of La Vida. Well, we certainly appreciate you putting this amazing event. It's extremely colorful, great food. Uh, like you said, there's some toddies on the horizon out there. I mean, who can argue with that? So, and we got amazing talent on the stage from top to bottom. Joe Aldez from the Hispanic Chamber here in Colorado Springs. We're grateful for you coming on, man. Thanks. Thank you, Dirk. Appreciate it. We are back with the first quarter here of True North. You're hanging out with Dirk Hobbs. It is Saturday, August 19th. Hopefully you're out and about walking your dog, uh, taking a bike ride, doing whatever it is you do in Southern Colorado that makes you happy. But breathe deep. It is an amazing place to live. I'm hanging out with Alicia Oaks. She's an attorney over at Ramos Law. Uh, you've heard me call them out week after week. They are our underwriting sponsor here for the True North Show. And you can also find a series of very educational uh, articles in North. If you're not familiar with North and you want to get it for free in your mailbox, go to coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe. I'll send you a printed copy of that. No charge. Uh, it's our friends like Ramos Law that help us do that, and we are extremely grateful for that because we get the best of the best in the community, and we allow them a format to have a conversation with you. And each each month they do just that. And Dr. Ramos has written some articles, Alicia's written some articles, and some of their other attorneys have submitted content on how this entire process works. Um, because it's not just you know you're sitting there watching daytime TV, you see a lot of attorney commercials, okay. That's one way to approach it, and that's typically a dollars and cents thing, and the patient or the victim in this case sits back and watches the show. Uh, with Ramos Law, I, what I'm hearing from you, Alicia, is the first step in advocacy is your own advocacy, <laughs> right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you need to step up, certainly make the phone call, uh, and then from the phone call on, where do we go with this? So for people who have who have made the step to retain uh, Ramos Law as their attorney, what they can expect is to be contacted by us immediately. Um, and we have staff that specializes in a num- number of things, including um, medical questions, getting them into care, making sure they are getting into care to address the needs that they have immediately. Mm-hmm. And they're contacted by an attorney and a paralegal who will be their points of contact throughout. Um, and we meet in person, we meet on the phone, we communicate all sorts of ways, every which way that's available. Mm-hmm. And we gather information from them to learn everything we can about their case, gather anything that's relevant, and start investigating about insurance, coverages, and all of these things. Um, I think one misconception is that people often think, you know, that they're in court, that, you know, they're talking about litigation, and that's really not the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, that's actually one of the last steps. Got it. Um, and really what we're doing from the time the accident, whatever it was, happens um, forward is gathering that information and help in help um, for the purpose of putting it all together to, I keep saying, make a claim mm-hmm. or to present this to the insurance carrier, um, the at-fault party, whoever that is, 
in order to try and find some resolution. Yeah. Um, many times that can be achieved, but there are times they it can't be for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Every claim is different. Sure. And so during the course of that time, as a client of our firm, you would get to know those ins and outs, what's going on and how we have gotten to the point of settlement and what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the time the case is opened until the time we're trying to talk settlement and see if that can be achieved, we're really staying in touch with our clients um, to make sure we're following their medical care. Because as I tell them, you can't make an ask of the insurance company until really you know the full story. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes it's, you know you just have to wait. Things mm-hmm. just have to play out. Um, so we have the full picture of what the injuries were and mm-hmm. what was needed in order for that person to recover. Understood. And I mean, certainly you guys have been in some big dollar cases, but you know, it's it's not always about chasing the million dollar claims and blah blah blah, right? right? I mean, this this truly is a very strategic and tactical process. You need to be very well informed by both from your your uh, client as well as those who are on the other side of the case. Uh, and then you, you need to have a very strong working knowledge of the insurance industry and how they think and do things. Um, now, like you said, they're people on the other side of this equation, right? They're not all devils and trying to steal our money. But, I, I mean, it is certainly in their best interest to pay as little as possible. Is that an accurate assessment? That's not inaccurate. Okay. I mean, um, and, ins- and I when I talk to my clients – I often describe it the same way. Like nobody wants to pay more than they have to for something. Of course. And the insurance company is no different. Um, That doesn't mean that's the number you accept or resolve it for, or that's a reasonable number, but yeah, they will certainly try. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like as advocates for our clients, we want the most for them. Right. Um, And so I think that's just a natural adversarial system Uh, where we come out. in that is it, you know, um, we'll really, the the attorney-client relationship will really be a big part of that because a lot of that is conversations with my clients about where we are and why um, and what we're going to do from there. You know, don't always have to accept what the insurance company says is right, reasonable, accurate, whatever. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you do. And uh, what, what are some of the calls to action from you right now? I mean, does it have to be right after the accident or injury, or can it be a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later? I mean, how, how long till this ages out of something you can help them with? The earlier, the better. I'm not going to say it's got to be your first call or even your second, but the earlier we get involved, I think the better, because I think people believe they know what they're doing and how to go about this. And sometimes things done or not done in those early weeks can really change the course of what we can do. Um, so I always like for them to at least consult early mm-hmm. if they decide to hold off or wait. I mean, that's entirely up to them, but I like that early consultation. Well, and I can fully appreciate, I mean, it's just in your voice. It's in your spirit. I mean, you love people, you want to help them. And I think that's the spirit of Ramos law. Is it not? Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us how to get a hold of you. Um, so you can of course get a hold of us on the web. We're at ramoslaw.com and I mm-hmm. was, looking up so I could provide our um, general Colorado Springs number, which is 719 3000 719-309-3000. 3000 yeah. And that's, uh, and ask for uh, Alicia, anybody else, or are you 
taking clients on specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm taking clients on, but we have a great big team. Um, so anybody there can talk to you and get things rolling. If you want to talk to me, of course, ask for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're ready to help. How big is your group down here now? Um, it's me and I have another attorney in my office and we have three paralegals. So we're actually okay. growing. Yeah. Very good. We're busy and we're welcoming. Well, and where's your office? We are on Explorer Drive. Um, we're right behind the Briargate Shopping Plaza in between Research and Briargate. Okay. We're actually right by Colorado Springs Orthopedic. So, oh, really? Yeah. You guys know each other? Yeah. Indeed. We're pretty close. I've got clients <laughs> that go there and then come right to my office to talk and have a yep. meeting. So, yeah. Now, some of these are auto-related and others are just work-related. Um, just And you do workers' comp, of course. Yep. The office yep. does workers' compensation claims. Um, of course, motor... You know, I say personal injury, that could be from motor vehicle accidents, injuries on people's property, mm-hmm. or otherwise. Um, there are lots of ways we get injured. Very good. Well, thank you, Alicia, for giving us that background. Folks, if, if you got hurt out there in the world, and we all do, uh, we bump into things, things bump into us. And it's not always intentional, but the pain and the injury is ours to manage. And uh, it's it's like anything else. Uh, the more proactive you are in finding somebody who can help you navigate, which is a very complex and difficult scenario, uh, you can find yourself in great hands with Ramos Law. Alicia Oaks, JD, over at uh, Ramos Law Firm Managing Partner here in Colorado Springs. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And what is your favorite jam song before we go? What we were talking it? about music, so yes. it would be the Black Eyed Peas Pump It. Pump It, it is. Love. Yeah. Have a great weekend, Thanks. everyone. Bye. You've been listening to True North. With your host, Dirk Hobbs, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.